welcome to the 580 show episode 87 i'm here with a special guest mr cody abel what's up cody what's up man so we're here for a little bit of a special episode this week um we're gonna pretty much just talk about clash of the 80s do a little unofficial but we'll call it official clash of the 80s prediction show this week and uh Talk about the events, talk about the athletes, talk about the venue, where it's taking place, how we, how, you know, it's taking place, how we think it's going to shake out, you know, look at some people that submitted predictions and uh, just talk about the whole kind of weekend together. So I'm excited to have you on. Yeah, me too, man. It's been a minute. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you, do you have, are you jealous? Not jealous or you have like FOMO. I mean, I have FOMO like seeing the this 80s show this weekend. I, you know, what's funny is when I, you know, I was getting ready for the Arnold. So I, I did the clash qualifier one, you know, it, it kind of worked into what we were doing at the time. And I also wanted to be a part. I wanted the clash organization to see that the 80 kilo class is viable. So I felt like it was important. Like I need to be a part of the qualifying process. I was a little bummed at where I, um, shook out in the standings, but, um, again, I was getting ready for the Arnold, but now like my FOMO isn't of competing. It's like, I just want to be there. And I just want to, cause so many of these guys are people I talk to, like, I mean, I talk to CJ and Ross multiple times a week, either via phone or Instagram. So, like, I kind of just wish I was there to help take care of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I'm I'm jealous. I wish yeah. I was going out there. It wasn't strong yeah. enough to qualify. So, I mean, I'll have to watch from home. But I'm gonna, I've got a big screen at the gym, so we're going to have it on for the weekend. And I'll get to watch. So, yeah. But, uh, and I just want to say on this, like, I'm not try like there's 14 guys competing. We're going to kind of say where we think stuff's going to shake out. Not trying to, you know, hurt feelings or, or anything like that. You know, it's all in good fun. Just trying to see, you know, I, I hope every single person goes and this is the class that I compete in. So, you know, like don't, I wouldn't take anything I say to heart as far as predictions. Cause you know, yeah, I, I, I hope everyone, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we'll just go ahead and preface. If anybody from Clash eighty is listening, if I mean, we're gonna run through everybody's name individually, just so everyone gets a shout out. But if we don't happen to mention you in some of these predictions, just like understand that, like, you guys are all elite as fuck, and you all deserve to be there. Um, and this is strictly like an analytical thing, like. Yeah, and, and, and but there's a couple of these guys we also don't know enough about. Some of these sure. guys are like a little less known, so that's all, all also a factor. Um, yeah. But yeah. everyone on this list is a badass just by being there and qualified. So if if we don't say your name past the athlete intro, guys, like you're incredible, and we're stoked. Josh and I, everyone knows, like we are, we love strongman, but we are very devoted to this weight class, <laughs> and yeah. we fully support everyone out there. Yeah, man, I'm biased. And if you don't like what I say, what I say, you can just like it's like that World of Warcraft meme where that guy's sitting at the computer. That's basically me right now because I'm yeah. not, I'm not qualified to compete. So if you're there, dude, you you beat me. So congrats, yep, you're, you're ahead of me, man. Yep. Um, do we decide on athletes or events first? Events. Okay. So so we'll talk. It's it's five events, which is kind of unique in the aspect that a bigger show, nationals, OSG. Arnold, th those have 
those are the bread and butter for our class. And they have been for a long time. And now Anthony Furman's coming in, shaking things up. So yep. only five events at a big show. Will that make a difference? I don't know. I mean, it certainly can. Yeah. Um, I think five in a day is what makes it interesting. Like mm-hmm. if it was five over two days, I, I would have some, some pause, but um, we can get into the more specific details, but some of these guys, and this isn't a diss, but like some of these guys compete at such a high level only that some of these guys haven't had to do a five event show in one day. So we'll, we'll get yeah. into that in a minute, and, but yeah. And let's, let, let's just acknowledge right off the, right off the bat, you know, this show is going to be done in two hours. Yep. So, you know, you might be used to doing five events in a day at a, you know, maybe you do a regional show around you or you do a show just around your house every year that you compete in and it's, you know, done in six, seven hours, like a normal strongman show. This is five events in two hours. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be a little bit different, Yeah. but the events are first event is max axle clean and press. So, the way it says it starts at 225 and it's 20 pound jumps. One thing I thought was interesting, and I kind of wanted to get your opinion on what they mean by this. And it says uh, smaller jumps will be given at the judge's discretion. So what I take that is, is one of two things uh, or both. One, I have a feeling once they get to, let's see, 25, 45, 65, 85, I think after the third or fourth lift, I think once they hit either 285-ish or 300, mm-hmm. they're going to drop down. Uh, the international all-time record for our weight class on axle, to my most recent knowledge, is 330, 331 by Carl Sherry in Australia. He did that um, yeah, yeah. late last year, early yeah, this year. Yeah, I remember, I remember watching him hit that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then prior and uh, before that, it was like 315. So I think in my mind, it would make sense for them once they honestly, once they hit 285, maybe jumping 300. And then I think 10 or 15 pound jumps from there. Yeah, um, I, was, I think good. I was curious. I thought maybe like kind of in your realm of thinking, like they were just going for the record. Like yeah. if they go, they, you know, like all the way up twenties. And then it's like, okay, we're at the record. Let's break the record by five, 10 pounds. I was yep. thinking that might be it, but I mean, that's what happened when Andrew and I did nationals when, when he hit the 300 and we were doing the 15 pound jumps, you know, like they were like, all right, uh, if you hit 315, that breaks the record, the, the strong log. corp record. For yeah. Log. Log. And I asked, I said, well, how much is the record? And they said, well, it's only 305. And luckily, with the support of my coach and the other athletes, like we were, I, I was able to step in for Andrew because he was sort of recovering. I yeah, said, don't yeah. make him do a 15 pound jump. Give him 308 or, or whatever the minimum is to break the record and give him a shot. Because going from 300 to 315 as an 80, that, that's hefty, especially if it's 10 pounds over the record. Um, so I think that is the scenario they want to give themselves. So once they get into the round, get it in and around 300, I think they're going to want to do smaller jumps and maybe try and, uh, give them a little bit more of a break because like, I, I have a feeling that like, they want to try and break that record in the competition. Sure. For sure. It's, it's, uh, 
I'm just going to be happy to see a, a record attempt that isn't a deadlift for once. Like, it's just yes. so drawn out, man. Like, yeah. I, I just I want to move on to something else. But yeah, I, I do think like out of the 14 guys competing, there's a decent amount here that are capable of pressing 285 plus like very regularly. Very I, like it's not going to be like yeah. I think you're going to have over half the class left still at 285 attempts. A hundred percent. I mean, and this isn't a knock, but if, if someone it, well, let me put it this way. If you miss because of a technical error, that's one thing. Um, if, if you're like all time best is only 285, um, you're, 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 there's, I don't even think you're going to be able to crack the top five personally. Oh, I, I think I that's going to so be either. too much of a hole. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's yeah. It's impressive. Um, yeah. So do you think, do you think before we move on to the next event, do you think there's a chance that the all-time record gets broken here this weekend? hundred percent. I think between, can I, can I list some names? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, again, if I don't mention someone's name, it's because I, your, your, your online presence is lacking or your training didn't have enough details, but I think between Tommy, Ricky, Hughes, um, Dan Ashcroft. I think we've got, I think we have three to five guys. They're going to absolutely get like 315. After that, I think like it's, it's honestly who's feeling good. Um, but I think those guys are definitely going to end up around the 310, 320 mark. I do think that extra little bit to 330, 331, it's, it's going to take like, no matter how strong you are, that's, that's a heavy axle. So, yeah. um, but I, I think it's definitely in the cards for the record to break. I think the, like, I think the top two finish three finish is going to be three fifteen to the world record. That's which is wild. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I'm kind of in your same, uh, I'm in the same boat of thinking there. What did yeah, I, I sound like I, a real fanboy right now? But what did Tommy just post on Instagram that he pressed? Uh, I know he hit. I think he hit like a 325 off of blocks. Okay, Some, something like that. He listed it in kilos. I think I didn't when, see it. Someone sent it to me. When people um, list in kilos, I don't know why my brain just shuts down and I just don't. I can't comprehend it. I just move on. Uh, it's not free enough. <laughs> um, no, he, he, it was, it, it was, I remember specifically it was, I think it was around 320 um, off of some blocks. I haven't seen much else, um, but I mean, he's got the power. Um, yeah. Like I think someone like Tommy, the axle is going to be a better format for him for pressing compared to the log. Um, I think it allows him to use that explosive power that he has a lot easier Um because the the there's there you don't have this twelve inch object like basically like off of your body or out in front of you you know the bar is like clearly over the top and he's he's so vertically explosive that I think he's probably going to be able to get so much power and get the bar off his chest that like he's he's got it it's just whether he's got it on that day yeah yeah but I mean the same goes for some of these other guys too man yeah that's. That's something I'll touch on too once we get into the athletes. But the next event is uh, I think this event's gonna be a smoke show for our class. 650 yoke, run it down, I believe 50 feet. Let me just verify. I don't want to get anything wrong. 50, yeah, 50 feet. Yep. Then you run down, grab a sandbag 250, run yep. it back, 
run it back down 250 bag again. So 650 yoke and then two 250 pound bags. I think that this is an event that I really do think is the, if I look at the rest, this is going to be like deciding podium the rest of the day, because I think this is an event that like top six can be decided by like a second or two. And not, yeah, not even like points, points of a second. Right. Um, let's see. So we've got 50 down, 50 back, sandbag, back, sandbag. So we've got one, two, three, four, five sets of 50, three of which are carrying. What do you think? What do you think the top, say, three time ranges are going to be? I don't know. It's so tough to think about. It's so t- it's so tough. Yeah, they've got a pretty low thing to load the uh, sandbags on. So they're not loading it onto the yoke. Um, it's only about a, th- I, uh, Ross, I believe told me it's like a three foot tall Jeep or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's a Jeep gladiator. So it's the yeah, so Jeep gladiator. I don't think we're going to have, I think the time's going to be a little faster because they're not going to have to go as high. Um, now it being a car that might make it a little, maybe because of the bumper, but it's still pretty low. So I think yeah. that's going to speed up. I mean, if we've got 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. I mean, you're, you're under 30 seconds. Yes. Sure. I mean, I would say the yoke, 650, 50 feet. I mean, it's just Is a it lot just, of running. It's a lot yes. of moving, but it, the event's going to look like if you're watching it. And I, I forgot to say this at the beginning, but this is like, this show is streamed so professionally it's on ADL. We'll post the links like all week with this podcast too. So it's like five 99 to buy in eight 99, you get the one Oh five show too. So, which yeah. is really cool. We'll talk about that more in the end, but, um, but I really think like high twenties will probably Let's see what we'll yeah. see. Like the top three guys get, I'm going to give some, I'm going to be, be I'm going to be really nice and I'm going to, and, and I'm going to say that everyone has been doing their sprint and gate work, which I know some of them have not, but we'll just assume <laughs> they are. So I think for the transitions, which there's one, two, there's two transitions. So we'll say about a 1.5 second, 50 transition per. So that's three. Um, the yoke I'm going to say is under 10 seconds. Yeah. For the good guys, oh, dude, fifty. So let's feet. say let's say eight seconds for the yoke. I think a yeah, I think the really good guys are seven to nine seconds. Yeah, so we'll say eight, split it, so three seconds per transition, and then the sandbag. I think is so. There's a pick. I think each sandbag ten seconds. Yeah. I think you're. Yeah. I think right about thirty seconds is where we're gonna. I think yeah, over. yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, my math is saying like thirty, thirty-one, and I think. We, but I mean, dude, if you cut down those transitions, with some of those guys can, and it, you know what it is? It's gonna be all with. The, it's gonna be the transitions and how they pick the up the sprint back. Yeah, the sprint back. Yeah. Dude, yeah, you know this, that like. You know that gif where uh, there's like all those numbers popping up and like the guys yes. like like that was literally just you. I'm yes. gonna make that a gif this week. You just putting <laughs> that on a whiteboard. I'm gonna have Dante Cody predicting the medley time results. I mean, <laughs> if you look at my board, I was literally just like, writing all that down. Yeah, dude, that was funny. You were just literally exactly like that gif. That yeah. was funny, but yeah, yeah, I think 
I seriously do think that like podium can be, we're going to look back and it's like, damn, like one second literally changed this guy by like three to four spots. Honestly, dude, again, with some of these guys, I don't even think it's going to be a second. Like, so when I did the regional, the OSG regional, like I, I'm a medley guy. I, I'm, I, I mean, I, I think I've brought my skill set up. I'm, I'm a lot of other things now, but like, I'm still really fucking fast. But um, I, my foot slipped on the transition to the Husiful Stone, and it made me take one extra breath before picking the Husiful Stone, and I lost the medley by like literally a thousandth of a second. Yeah. Um, and I think with there being two pretty heavy sandbags, two fifties pretty fucking heavy. Um, if they don't have the tr- one, the 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 transition back to the sandbag. But if they don't have their like pick and carry set, like that's like if their hand slips and they haven't been practicing it, that's going to cost them that. Yeah. I think like, I think like 29 seconds wins this event. That's what I'm going to say. I I definitely think so. Man. Which is wild though. Why? That's wild. Yep. I, I, I think, man. Now, they do. I, I, I do want to note. I should have noted this at the beginning. They do have seventy five seconds to do it. So really, yeah, they got the full strongman minute. So I think there will be guys that will need that full seventy five seconds. No, definitely. But I think like we're we're talking like top three. But I, I think like twenty eight five to to twenty nine five. Yeah. If for for yeah, twenty nine eighty seven. That's my prediction. There if we I'm go. Right. Um, if I'm right, we'll look back at this, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good event. Um, the next event, it's really hard to talk about because it's a head to head car deadlift and car deadlifts are so they're always just, it's not like you and I can just say, right. Like Cody. Okay. It's a five fifty axle deadlift, right? Like we, yeah. we know what that feels like. 100% a car. I've done car deadlift, car deadlifts multiple times and they all feel different, right? They're all different. And um, this is front handle uh yeah front handle um athletes i'm just trying to look through the rules see if there's anything peculiar but just 60 seconds as many reps as possible up and down calls um nothing really crazy um one thing i love no deadlift suits um but other than that man it's pretty standard it's head-to-head format which i think is cool yes um we know who our big deadlifters are. We'll talk about it when we go into the athletes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty strict standard uh, thing. I I'll be curious. I'm, I'm gonna be curious if this is gonna be an event like six reps wins because it's really heavy, or yeah. does twenty six reps win? You know what I mean? Like, or is it? It's like yeah. It's like you said. There, it is gonna just depend on how they have it set up, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen car deadlifts be really heavy where guys zero it. They can't yeah. get it off the ground. And I've seen ones where it's just – I hope it's that happy medium where, like, the winner gets, like, 9 to 11 reps. Yep. But then, yep. like, your bad deadlifters are getting, like, 0 to 1 to 2 maybe. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure the promoters – this is a huge show. I'm sure they're doing a great job with it. It's just – it's I can't really speak on it on how heavy it's going to be because I yeah. just don't. I'm know. hoping no one gets any zero on any event since this is like a pro show that may not actually matter, but like in my head, yeah, it would be nice that there were no zeros. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, sandbag toss for max height is event four. Um, 35 pounds. Um, that's pretty standard for us for throwing, I think, like on a rising bar. Um, yeah. Starts at 12 foot, 13, 14, 15. It says the same thing. Smaller jumps can be at the discretion. Maybe that's for a record of some sort. Um, yeah, maybe yeah. if they both two guys tie at 18 feet and they're like, hey, let's go 17 and a half. Yeah. We don't want to split points. I don't know. Um, as many attempts as possible in 30 seconds. I like that. Um, yep. I like not limiting it at like two throws. Cause if a guy gets a third throw off, you know, just give him 30 seconds. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Um, standard event. How high are we going to see a guy throw 35 pound bag? Tommy, uh, I think is Tommy the favorite to win this by far. I would say. Yeah. If we're yeah in Vegas, Tommy's that, gotta that, be the favorite to win this. One. That's a lock for him for sure. Um, I mean, there are some solid throwers here. I do think. Oh, there's some really good throwers. Yeah, we've got some good throwers, but that Tommy is just so like, dude. Man, imagine if I, Andrew. Imagine if Andrew could have made this. I, that's. What, I still think people are expecting Andrew to just show up at this show. Like, I know I, he's I, not. We talked the other day, actually, on the phone. We were catching up, and he yeah. was – I think I said something almost like that. He was like, no way, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's – dude, he's – so, like, okay, I have personal experience of this because at Nationals, the bag throw, I was directly next to Andrew. We were in the same lane, same heat. And I'm like, dude, this sucks because I'm, like, decent at throwing, but, like, not that good. And, like, I'm about to just get bodied on this live stream. And that's, like, exactly what happens, you know? And then you watch Tommy, that video from OSG, Tommy and Andrew throwing next to each other. And it's just – it's seriously, like, so eye-opening. That's a really, really cool video. If you guys have never seen it – It's really good. I'll try to, like, repost it or put a link to it, but it's – okay, so – we I always forget, like I talk about people on a first name basis, but there's people that may not know it. We're talking about Tommy Lavelle, who's yep. one of the best 80s ever, yep. and yep. Andrew Hanus, who's one of the best 80s. And um, there's a video of them at OSG throwing bags directly next to each other, sandbag over bar. And it's just incredible to watch yeah. how good they are at throwing. I mean, I think the first one or two bags, both of them just did it one-handed, I think. They yeah. were just like, <laughs> it was it was so cool to watch how just proficient they are together, but yeah. But yeah. But Um, then, yeah, man. But I, I don't even know what to put a value at for this. I'm trying to think like, will we see like, will Tommy throw over 20 foot? I honestly have no clue. I think, I think, should I DM him him real quick while we're sitting here? Yeah. I don't know if he's awake, but, not that I, I don't know his schedule. I don't know. I don't, know why. <laughs> I don't want that to sound weird. Um, but um, I don't know, man. I think 18 at a minimum. I also don't know, like, one, is there a record? Two, let's say Tommy just, like, handedly, which is very possible because he is so good at this event. Like, he might just beat everybody out. Yeah. And, like, like are they going to let him keep going or what? Or or even if they want him to keep going, is he going to want go. to? Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, so, I, yeah, I agree. And, and it goes back to this is a two-hour show, roughly. Yeah. It's not like, hey, dude, you can try to break whatever record this is and, 
you'll get yeah. to rest for another hour. Like, dude, you're going to be doing stones in 15 minutes. So like, yeah. So depends on how he feels. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm excited to see how high people can throw a bag. Yeah. Cause I've cleared 16, maybe. Yeah. I, I actually think, I actually think we'll see 20 foot. I really I think do. it's possible. It, I really do. It sure, seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think about how much better these guys are than me. Like, and yeah. I've cleared 15, 16 with 35. So yeah, I think I honestly think we'll see well over 20. And it's not a bag ladder. It is one bag for mm-hmm. max height. So yep. like to me that the, the task is a lot simpler because at that point you don't have to worry about split times and it's like, they just need, they don't have to worry about, so with the bag ladder, you have to obviously get the height, but you have to get the right arc too, especially with guys like Tommy. The, they're not throwing, they're not grabbing the bag and, and walking up to the to the to the the line. They're grabbing the bag and throwing it from mm-hmm. where the bags are. Yeah. So that's I, it's not completely different, but there's way more. Yeah, I, I actually so think Tom, I'm naive to think they weren't going 20 because I'm just yeah. thinking about how good Tommy is. And like you said, that is a great point. Cause he's going to yeah. have the time to set up. So it's yep. like a deadlift ladder versus just setting up for a max ever deadlift. Everything's yep. going to be the exact same for him every single time. And he's yep. focused on throwing it like a clean single. Yeah. He so, doesn't have to run and grab, even if it, even if he has to walk point. and grab the bag, he's got 30 seconds. He can grab the bag, drop it. And I, I I'm, I'm sure that he's been very methodical and like, okay, my feet need to be two feet in front of the posts. Drop yes. the bag. My feet are set. Dude, he's going to throw something crazy. Yeah. I actually apologize for saying they weren't going to throw over 20 because yeah. I, think, no, I, I think, think they're definitely I think it's definitely, I just don't know enough about like throwing like Highland game style yeah, stuff, me which neither. is what I would categorize this. I just don't have enough knowledge. Um, yeah. I just, I literally just referenced it to myself and just think about how much better these guys are. Let me put it this way. I mean, you probably would agree. If Tommy were to get into the Highland games, he would probably get at like a upper echelon elite level. Oh, like that. yeah. Yeah. Like I, I see videos of him throwing one hand bag and it makes me feel really sad about myself. Like yeah. it's wild how just impressive he is at throwing. Yeah. So no, that's cool. That's going to be a really fun event. I'm curious. Like if you guys see, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, comment what you guys think like eighties will top out at whether you're competing yeah. or not. I'm curious to see what people think. So it's 35 pound bag, one foot jump starting at 12 feet. What's going to be that last successful jump? I'm curious to see what people think. Yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. Last week I watched the CrossFit games and uh, I was watching that sandbag to shoulder. And I was like texting people. I'm like, there's no way these guys hit 330. Yeah, dude. And they had, or they had a 340 and they had to bring out the 350 for them. Yeah. Crazy. I could talk. I could talk about that yeah. all day. Me too, dude. Me too. Yeah. I, was got, like, I was in my living room, standing up next to the TV, like, let's go. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. It's yeah, it, a couple things. Like, first off, and we'll get back on track, but it it really puts into perspective how elite of athletes those guys are, and like why there is like a three hundred thousand dollar check for first place. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, um, two it was really cool to see how much more strongman implementation. Like, I don't know if like there's a new wave in CrossFit where like someone high up loves strongman. Like they're just low key listening to this show right now. And like, I can tell you what the difference was this year. What's that? 
So uh, prior to this year, it's always been like Dave Castro, uh-huh. the guy doing the programming. Yeah, yeah. Which like people have various opinions on him. We don't need to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think Dave historically has had a pretty good eye for events. However, Dave is not in that role anymore. And they brought on Adrian uh, Bosman, okay. who, has, who has been in CrossFit literally since basically the beginning. And he has this like crazy just base fundamental idea of what CrossFit is. And CrossFit is like constantly varied functional movements, high intensity, large load across large spaces or whatever the mantra is. And like that, if you go and look at some of the old journal videos, which I used to watch all the time, like Adrian Bosman, he, he was like, no strong man is CrossFit. He's like, that is the most, there's like an old journal typed up entry where he was like implementing strongman implements has more like connection with, with CrossFit than any other sport. You know, what's um, wild is like, yeah. you're kind of like with the way Anthony Furman is doing his shows and how CrossFit is ran. It's they're getting closer like at these, and I'm not saying like your parking lot show, like those are awesome too. That's always going to be strongman to me as well. Yeah. But I'm saying these elite shows to run them on TV or a live stream efficiently, it's kind of getting closer. Like some of these people yeah. that have always like been like, fuck CrossFit, all this stuff. Like they're getting mad, yeah. you know? Dude, yeah. First off, I just want to say like, here. dude, if you can't shoulder a 350 bag, you, it's tough to talk shit on CrossFit right now because their guys don't train for that. And we train for it, and there's guys that can't shoulder a 340 bag. Yeah, so. let me just say this. One, if you're a strength athlete or fitness person and you're still that one guy talking shit on CrossFit, whether it's a local affiliate or the games, it's weird. you're a loser and you're just jealous and you want to stay in your little niche alleyway and feel special, and CrossFitters make you feel not special, which is fine, but go to therapy and shut up. Yeah, it, like, it's, it is weird. Like, it's still just... Yeah, I, I don't know. I've I think they can both be cool. Like yeah, I, I'm not gonna you do don't have CrossFit. To want, yeah, you don't have to want to do CrossFit, but like every strength sport has benefited from from not, CrossFit. That's what I was gonna say. I've probably that that phrase has probably been reiterated on this podcast more than any phrase. Yep. But people, all I'm saying is if you want money and support, you're a power lifter, if you're a strong man. Even Olympic Olympic lifting is a little different, but CrossFit has fed fed us so much than we could have ever imagined, especially powerlifting. Yep. With Reebok, with all these bigger sponsors, dude, yep. it, it would have never happened without CrossFit. And I just hope people realize that. That's all, you know, that's all I'm gonna say about that. But yeah. and even last thing too, their yoke was in a wad and it was heavier than the yoke in clash this weekend. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think it was 660. Yeah, it was about 660 on like day three. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. And this is the last thing. We're not turning this into a CrossFit like fanboy podcast, but um, this is the Clash of the 80s like preview show. But their most eye-opening, like sobering thing I heard watching the CrossFit games last weekend was they were walking out and they're doing the sandbag. And then the guy goes, this is event 10 this weekend. And you're like, dude, like yep. event 10 and these dudes are shouldering a 340 bag and a girl shouldered a 250. Yeah. 
Also, dude, I think the big takeaway is I was, we were watching with uh, family and friends. We were eating dinner, hanging out. Cause I was a little bit behind. And I said, I think the, the key, the, the log jam is going to be at 300. And that is not what happened. Nope. dude. There were something dude. like 16 athletes left at 300. You know, what's funny is that's my exact text. I sent. I said, I think 380 is going to, I mean, uh, 300 is going to be where are the big separation is where you see like two to five guys left. Yeah. Not at all. It was, man. So it was more like it was literally like 320. Yeah. I which, think, yep. I think it was literally go look at 320 for our class for 80s and 90s for OSG. That gets you into OSG. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and wild. guys did 15 tries at it. These guys do event 10. Wild. Just mind blowing how good athletes those people are. So yeah. my cousin just, he's just sitting there just so happy right now what we're talking about listening but yeah anyway so sandbag toss really excited to see that the last event of the day always a cool classic strongman event to end on is stones it's a five stone series platform starts really high what's the platform Um, on the first one the i believe it is 60 inch platform yep that sounds about right 250 atlas stone and the first one the first one's a 250 and oh. it's a 60-inch platform. That's... I honestly think some of our bottom third competitors, especially in the Stones, will have a lot of trouble with that. Dude, there's a couple of guys on this list that are, like, shorter than I am. And, it, like, we can have the, like, really a stupid debate of, like, oh, height shouldn't matter. But yeah, no, it we know matter. that with something like a Stone to Platform – it absolutely matters. Yes, um, yes. There's a couple of these guys where that first stone is going to take them way longer than it should, or not they get it. be able to get it. Yeah. There's one or two guys on this list that like, even if they were to shoulder a 250, which I know they can, right. They're not going to be able to get it up there. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It, it's crazy because some guys just have that uncanny ability to be so explosive with a stone where they literally can go in like one motion and press it. But yeah. that's not the case. That's the really top guys. Yeah. Um, so I really think that's but again, funny because if you're if that's a high platform, man. It, I'm just I, saying we we might see some guys not get that first stone. There, I do think you're right. The bottom third, the the majority of their stone run is going to be the first stone. I agree. And so you only have 60 seconds and it says roughly for the stone weights. And I get that you can't make stones exact. They're not going to be calibrated, but 250, 275, 300, 325, 350. Okay. That's appropriate. Yeah. And it's going from 60 to 40 with five inch drops. So 60, 55, 50, 45, 40. So, you even look at a 275 stone to 55 inches, that's for a long time, that's been a pretty good stone in our class. Yeah. But I still think that 250 to 60 inches remains the hardest one in the first. I two think stones. the two stones after the first stone, so stones two and three, I think someone could very easily, the time it takes to get the first stone, they can get those next two, two stones. Yep. Yeah. I agree. And I, I mean, you are going to see some studs on these stones. You're going to see some studs. You're going to, I really think about a 
over a third are gonna gonna finish, yeah. and your caught your top two to four. I have a couple guys in mind are gonna finish in fast, fast. I'm trying to think under 20 seconds, maybe possibly. Man, Stone, it ooh, even more than a medley. It's just all it's going to be doing the perfect setup and pick and all that with the stones, man. So yeah. like it, I mean, the, the, the sport of strongman is, is threading the needle of going as hard and fast without making mistakes. And I mean, we've seen, especially the last couple of years, man, like, you know, when people get to the last event of the day, they're tired, they've kind of resigned themselves. But mm-hmm. how many times have we seen athletes that are in like, fifth place that are like, no, this is another event with points on the line. I'm going to send it. So yeah, I don't know. That's why like uh, somebody like, you know, I mean, not to ice anybody out, but like somebody like Ricky, you know, when he, that video of him getting that stone at OSG and he's essentially like bending himself in half, like, that's the kind of effort I'm hoping to see on the last event because it's that's another, you know, however Dude, many points left. That's another. We talked about Tommy versus Andrew. That's another wild video to see. Yeah. That dude, that, I was there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Watching, I had just met Ricky the day before. I like walked up to him. I saw his yoke run, and it was before I even knew what the points were. And I walked up to him and I was like, hey man, I don't know you, but you're killing it. Um, Ricky Pitt. How do you say his name? Pitt. Pangonabon. Yeah. Pangonabon. If that's so he, wrong, Ricky, you're allowed to punch me in the face yeah. in November. I've never, I don't think I've talked to him maybe other than like a couple DMs, like when we did yeah. our last pod, but seems like a super cool dude. And uh, obviously just an absolute stud. He, so like, I think he's kind of, well, we'll talk about it in one second. Are we good to move yeah. on to the athletes now? Yeah. I'd say that I think we went through all the events. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Ricky is kind of like, I think he's kind of getting some disrespect for this show. Like people are forgetting, like he just won OSG. Well, it's be, you want to, well, one, here's why probably one OSG was his second or third strongman show, which is, but he won. It's fucking but he won. It's wild. And then two, um, his like, other than some of the OSG video work he did, he's not, you know, he posts his training, but he's, he has a life. He's in school. I think he just started med school. Like, he has a full life outside of strongman, yeah, uh, which is really awesome. But like, other than just being a strong athletic stud, like, you know, he doesn't have, he's not a fitness professional. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't even think he ha- has like a personal training certification. So he's not putting himself out there a whole lot other than just his day-to-day training footage, just like fucking which smoking. That. Log and, That's so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. But so... Let's run down. Let's just run down our list of competitors. Like I said, we got 14. Yep. 14 guys. So we got Tim Daglish, um, Jason Teitelbaum, World's Strongest Nerd. So he made a Hercules hold for Battle of the Bridge. Oh, really? We, yeah. Him so and I, I competed. We did the very first OSG together in 2017. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, that's cool. He's actually... He's actually a guy that people don't really know that much, maybe out of this list, but like he's actually a pretty accomplished 80 kilo guy. Yeah. Just won USS yeah, I, Nationals. I mean, also, like, if I remember correctly, I think he walks around under 80 kilo a lot. 
he competed at 165 before, and I know that. Yeah, so that's the thing. He's won like a bunch of 165 stuff. Yeah. Um, Dan Ashcroft. Obvious, yeah. Obviously, yep. he's a he's a bigger name for the 80s. Yep. Yep. Gonna he's my prediction right now to win the axle. That's I mean, that is a great, safe, yeah. solid bet. Um, Benjamin Bennett, I believe. Did he qualify from online or did he qualify from USS? I don't know. I don't I think know he him. Qualified via the online. Did he? I could be wrong. I think he qualified he was, online. Because two guys from USS Nationals qualified top two. I was thinking they didn't do top three. I think it was just top two. Okay. Now I'm pretty sure this guy qualified via online. Okay. Yeah, I Um, think I could be wrong. Ben, if I'm wrong, DM me. Um, I think he, Ben Bennett is a guy that I think used to compete up a weight class in the past year or so. He's like dieted down. Okay. Gotcha. I could be wrong. Um, and we're going to talk about the weight cut aspect too, and some other aspects, but, uh, next competitor is Aaron, um, Talavera. Yep. Um, he's another guy. He's done some 90 stuff, right? Yep. Has the block press record at 90 kilo. Yep. Um, Benjamin Donan, 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 Donan. He can't. So. I didn't know him that well until the class qualifiers where I was very abruptly introduced to him because he's a stud. Yeah, monster deadlifter. Dude, what did he do for Axel for five? Like Dude, six, it was wild. 636 or something? Am yeah. I am I right? Yeah. Like 636 Axel for five. Yeah. Um, another stud deadlifter, CJ Krause, obviously one of the better American deadlifters by 100%. The record he has right now for for the American deadlift. So obviously, yeah. you know, by he'll, 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 he he has the capability to take down the all-time deadlift record. I think it's just going to be a matter of um where he can fit it in if he so chooses. Yeah. Um one of my favorites to win Next is just a kid that's just a stud is Mason Cup. Never met him. Don't know if I've ever talked to him, but he's another one. Like we talked about Ricky kind of just came out of nowhere and he's pretty scary. Yeah. I Uh, think he got fifth at OSG. Yeah. Yeah. And it was his second ever strongman club. I'm pretty sure something like that. Um, Just he, he's going to be a kid. He's going to be someone to watch extremely close next weekend. Yeah. Um, uh, Rich Molnar. Um, I, don't, I don't think I know him. I, I think this is some. He's a stud. Yeah. Okay. Oh. He, okay. Another another Englishman. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. This guy's a total stud. Yeah. His Instagram name's World Strongest Racer. Yeah. Says he's a motorcycle racer. Yeah. But I and I would have thought uh, he was one of my picks to to podium, but I believe he sustained an injury. Like he tore his ACL or something. Spill. That I'm not sure exactly. He had a bad spill with a stone. I recently. saw that. I don't know if it. I mean, upside to being a strength athlete is your body. You can take hits like that and be okay. I don't. I don't know though. Um, but but I'm yeah, I, sure I saw somewhere he he hurt his tore his ACL or something like that. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, like recently. But he's a oh. stud. He's another. He's another one of the ones. Oh, or um, class qualifiers. I was yeah. abruptly introduced to who he is. Yeah, because, no, you're right. He ruptured his ACL a month ago. 
Well, that's tough to come back from. But I'm I'm rooting for that guy, man. That's 100%. that's awesome. But yeah. like he um his deadlift is insane. Like he yeah. posted a video of him hitting like like uh all, I think like almost 700 and it was like insanely smooth. So what? yeah, just a stud. Yep. Um Ricky Pangonabon. The reigning world's yeah. strongest man, 80 he, kilo. Sorry. The reigning. Yeah, he's the strongest 80 kilo right now. And then followed yep. by him in line is Tommy Lavelle, who is the strongest yep. man before him and second place this year. Yep. And uh, fifth place. I think that that pedic like Tommy went fifth, first, second. Um, you know, like I mean, I knowing Tommy, the little bit I know him, I know like he wanted that second to be another first, but yeah. I think like given how the weight class has gone, being able to go fifth, first and second is a tremendous feat. And Tommy is by far, Tommy Lavelle is by far the fit, most famous 80 kilo. I mean, he's sitting yeah. there probably like if he's listening to this, I hope he is, but uh, he's probably rolling his eyes because you don't really get anything for being the most famous 80 kilo. But yeah. he, I think when you think about our class, he's probably the most recognizable name. People that know, know the most, I would say. Yeah. One of, I will of. say, if this makes them feel any better, when I put up the Q&A yesterday, which we got a lot of response for, actually. It was cool. Um, Tommy was overwhelmingly the number one pick. No, 100%. Uh, so he's got a big fan base, too. Rightfully so. Um, the last three competitors, Jeremy Shell, He's fairly new to Strongman, too. Um, a stud. He just tore his bicep, though, and just coming back. I was just exchanging DMs with him yesterday, and I'm like, man, that's – like props to you because he was so close to I think um, even being allowed to compete because that's how mo- that's how recently he tore his bicep, yeah. And and he's back hitting huge weights already. So like man, I was like that speaks to your work ethic, dude. Like to come back yeah. and you're still going to compete and try to put on a show, man. Good job. So I'm rooting yeah. for him. Um, Ross Remillard, the man. That's that's your buddy, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, Ross is. I mean, on top of just he's he has been like one of the strongest 80s in the field for a long time now. And and I think last year he like really connected the dots and what he needed to improve to like make top 10. And all that aside, Ross is just I probably talked to him almost the mo- probably the most out of everybody here. And I'm just a great dude, man. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. seems like I've exchanged um words with him just a couple times and seems and i always follow his training and stuff seems like a good dude super great yeah. deadlifter too good strong great strong man like when i say that i don't want to take away from people like i know you're more than a deadlifter stuff like that but yeah. really good deadlifter i've noticed yeah. from his videos and then the last competitor robert hughes um he was mystery relevant i think i think he was one of the last guys in yeah and uh there is i remember uh, the drama during clash qualifiers, like oh yeah, with he the was sandbag. like so, yeah, and and he's like saran wrapping a sandbag. I'm like, dude, if you can do it, man, do it. Yeah, I mean, in my, I mean, the way I try and do things is, I'm sure it's the same way most of us do. Like same as Robert, like you do things at such a high level to such a high um, standard that no one can question you. But also within that, you need to take advantage of any possible thing. And he won that event, dude. He won yeah. that event. So yeah, more power to him. And he was the last man in. And I think uh, maybe not now with like some dropouts and stuff. But at the time, I think he was like one of the last invites sent out. 
So yeah. he snuck in, man, and he is a stud. He really is yep. a stud. And he's made the OSG finals before, too, so it's not like he's a yeah. nobody. No, um, not at all. But so those are the names. couple things I want to say before predictions, too. One thing, like, if you follow just strongman, like, world's strongest man, Eddie Hall, Brian Shaw, Thor, those type of guys. One thing that, like, our class deals with and it's the reality of it is weight cuts. Okay? So one thing you'll see from one of these 14 guys, most likely, someone's going to have a shitty cut. Yeah. And and that's just the reality of it. You have probably out of this crew 8 to 12 guys doing a 15-plus pound water cut. Yeah. While traveling for some people out of the country, a lot of guys yeah. across the country. Um, yep. So we may say, hey, we think, uh, you know, so-and-so is going to win. But then they don't even make weight or yep. they have or not maybe not that, but maybe they have a really crappy weight, have to come back later, weigh in, and yep. it really affects their performance. Now, yeah, one thing. I think- when Anthony was on, when it, this is the last thing, and I'll, I'll let you go, but Anthony Furman was on, um, and I kind of um, not argue with him, but brought up like the fact, like we're doing these online qualifiers, there should be some a weight, you know, you have to weigh. He said, yeah. "Well, this is how we're doing it at Clash. If you compete in a class, like say someone and they qualify for this, and they come and they don't make weight, they're not allowed to compete in Clash anymore." Good. So. That's some high stakes, dude. Like, you don't yeah. make weight this weekend. Like, if Anthony's Done. a man of his word, which I think he is. Yeah. Well, also, like, we need to take into – we need to understand what's going on here. Like, and, and and people can say we're taking this too serious, which is fine. We definitely we probably do. Are. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Like, they get out. But, like, yeah. the thing is, is this is a pro show. Anthony's paying for hotel rooms. There's like actual money on like actual money on the line. Yep. Um, there's no registration fees. There's a stream. Like this is like the literal first actual pro lightweight show. Great. Point. And as dramatic as it sounds, if you're given a spot to compete at this and you show up and you don't make weight, you, for lack of a better way of saying it, you stole money out of someone's pocket. That's a great um, point. That's a great yeah, point. So you're taking opportunity away from people that, um, you know, I've expanded my sort of strongman stuff to coaching and programming. And now like I don't compete to advertise, but competing is a great way to promote me and the stuff I offer. So yeah, like there are people that this financially can benefit them in a real way. So if you're, if you're not professional enough, to be able to make weight, then yeah, I think you should, there should be like an, a moratorium or a suspension because you've stolen money and opportunity from someone else. Even, even with all that aside, you just took away an experience for someone to get a spot at the first ever pro show. Yep. Yeah. Even, yeah. Even just on like an emotional level. Yeah. You've taken away someone else's. Yeah. That's a great, that is a great point though, Cody. Cause like, this is the first, I don't know if we even really like emphasize that enough that this is the first ever 80 kilo pro show in America, a true in the, in the, I don't, maybe the world, I I don't know, but definitely, I mean, to my knowledge. Yeah. I don't think there has ever been even anyone claiming to have a pro you get OSG and like, yeah, they, that's like the title, whatever. But even to go to OSG, you still pay $300. Yeah. And you have to, 
go and pay for your hotel and all that stuff. Let's just clear it up like this so everyone understands. OSG is the title. If you win that, you are the strongest person in your weight class. Bar none, end of story. Like, that's just how it goes. However, at least not yet. I know Lynn and the organizers, Darren and everyone are working really hard. It's not a pro show. We have to pay for our hotel room. We have to pay for registration. Um, we have to but pay to also get Also, with that volume, that's no knock on Lynn and them. because No, no, absolutely not. That's know. like three or 400 athletes. I get it. Um, but they also don't advertise it as a pro show either, you know, so there's no lying. There's no falsification. It's just, this is the event. If you want the, the world title, this is the event to do it at. And they're right. And it's great. And OSG, if I had to do one show, the rest of my, uh, competing life, it would be OSG clash is the first pro lightweight show. And, you know, given, the the financial state of the world and just how the sport's going like two to three nights in a hotel no registration food catering actual cash prizes that takes that's it that's a pro show to me like at a minimum and i i could see clash taking over for our classes like the title eventually like i really i mean depends how it goes it's hey i don't know i mean it's cool before osg it was the arnold Yep. because it was the most prestigious and the Arnold is still insanely important. You know, I'm biased. I, I made day three and meddled at the Arnold, but no, I, um, I, I do think, and I think that they all have their own place. Like I really do. Yeah. And I think um, I actually, what I think is cool. And I'm glad you brought that up. I think that all three shows are far enough apart now that they, it's kind of cool on the schedule to look like, Three times a year, we have a really important title in our class. Yeah. Like, I don't want whoever wins Arnold this year to, like, think that they don't – like, that's not an impressive title because – and I kind of hate that, like, because whoever wins Arnold this year, you can't really say shit to them because it's – they just competed against whoever showed up and whoever qualified to get there. Like, it's not their fault that, like, Andrew might not have been there or – you know, they showed up and beat who they could. So I agree. But like you got OSG in November, Arnold in March, and then now clash, you know, in August, middle of like, yeah. the summer. So I think that's cool to have three titles throughout the year. To me, that's basically perfect. If you're a high level competitor and you're trying to like stamp down your sort of legacy, like those are the three, man, you know, and, it, and it's going to take some planning. And if you want to do all three in a year, like, that's a hell of an effort. But even if you can do two out of the three a year, like each year you have to pick two, like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to pick the Arnold and Clash or Clash and OSG or the Arnold and OSG. Like, right. if you're there, one, if you just make it to those, you're a badass. But like, if you're at those shows and you're in the mix for the top, like three to five guys, like you're a stud. You got, you got your shit wired. Like, you know, you're a badass. So hats off to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, and, uh, I just think the level of guys we have at this show this weekend, I, I'm just rooting for everyone to put on a show. I want everyone yeah. to buy the live stream um, and really support it because it's only going to help Anthony, those guys running Clash, to make it bigger, better for next year. Um, yeah, so- well, and also it helps with the prize money. Like I'm sponsoring the Women's 91 Kilo yeah. Show, and like all those live stream purchases go directly to the prize payout. Which is really cool. We're going to talk about that in a second, too. But 
Um, I do. Did we go over elevation and the time? We're we're about to. Yeah, that's okay, what I was. That's what the last thing I was going to say. But this show is in Denver, Colorado. Yep. So elevation's crazy, right? I've never felt it. You said you have. Um, yeah, I mean, I I have a <laughs> soft admission. I actually have a fairly sensitive equilibrium. So like, I can't um I can't do any roller coasters that go upside down, or else I just immediately am sick. But um, my uh, my partner and I, we went to Denver like six months before lockdown. So 2019. And I remember we got off the plane and went to eat with some friends. And I would say within like four to five hours or less, I noticed the elevation and I felt it almost the whole trip. Um, again, I have a very sensitive equilibrium. Um, I've never noticed it for the other traveling I've done for Strongman, luckily. Mm-hmm. But I think given how many guys there are and how many of these guys are coming in from really different places. I think like you said, one to three guys, I think everyone's making weight. Everyone on this list is a professional. Um, but I do think one to three guys are going to have a hard cut for one reason or another. And I do think one to three people. Yeah. Are going to, they're going to notice the elevation. Yeah. So before yeah. we kind of say who we think is going to shake out top three to five, elevations crazy weight cuts traveling you know traveling across the country um, or the world or the world um that's kind of all the things to consider um now like when we start looking at names cj Krause, he's already a top guy and you can see you can see the venue from his house where he lives yeah so like that plays into him but he also does big cuts Yes. So like, it's kind of like some give and take there, but he's obviously used to the elevation. And I think that that may hurt people more than we think. Um, I mean, I don't want to be as simple minded as others, but like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and do the math. What I'm wondering is if, if the person coming from the lowest elevation to Colorado, if they're going to be the person that feels it. So like whoever is like the closest or below sea level or whatever, um, are they going to be the one that notice it, or is it like a more personal thing, like with me? Yeah, it's probably like we're, yeah, it's probably case by case. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like with CJ, like he literally can see the venue. Like he's going to be well, not with also the shows all five events in two hours. That's a factor. But like if CJ wanted to, he could literally like he could walk across the street to his apartment and grab food or something. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, uh, you know, a part of me wonders like, you know, how much of just a mental advantage that is, even if he has a, a big cut, like knowing you get to sleep in your own bed, you've got your air conditioning that you could set as low as you want. Like those are all huge factors. Right. Yeah. But he, I mean, even with a big cut, he has a, just a mental, emotional, logistical advantage living across the street from the venue. Yeah, it's true. Yep. Um, I think when everything's said and done, my top four are, okay. and this is in no order yet, but yeah. I think CJ Krause, Mason Cup, Tommy Lavelle, and Ricky. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. What do you, what do you think compared to that? Like if you have a three. So my, I mean, again, this is not a knock on anybody. What I'm looking at is. You to me, you either have to have an, an extensive competition history for me to look at, or you're just a fucking rock star. You know, somebody like Ricky or Mason. I think Mason is a good call, but my top four or five in no order 
well, you'll be able to discern a little bit, but um, I'm thinking, oh, oh man. Yeah. Uh, Hughes. I like that. CJ, Ashcroft, Tommy, Ricky. Yeah. And that's, yeah, because we've got a mix of rock star studs, but they also all have a weapon or two. Like, you know, Tommy and Ricky are, are top notch at everything, but both of them have got one or two things that they're just, that that is their shit. I you just know, think which, that, I think the events are so good for Tommy. Yeah. The stones and bag toss. Like I would be so shocked if he loses bag toss. I, I mean, it's as safe of a bet as possible that he's going to um, win the bag toss. My question is, in that case, though, it's going to be who comes in between. I mean, let's be clear. And, and no offense to anybody else. I actually hope I'm wrong. Because yeah, it's we're, the, be remember, we're the World of Warcraft meme watching from home right now. So yeah. make fun um, of us. To me, in my mind, it's, it's Tommy or Ricky. It's going to be who has the best day that comes in first or second. I think the question then becomes who is the most not just consistent, but is in the mix. And I think CJ, Hughes, Dan, those guys are just, they're really good at, they're just super, when I say solid, I don't mean like, oh, they can go to nationals. Like those guys are hitting like huge numbers regularly. They move well. You know, like I'm not seeing a lot of like energy leakage. They seem to be really fit. Like, you know, so uh, Dan. Who, who could win? Okay, so if we're in Vegas, Lavelle and Ricky are like by far. They're like they would be the heavy favorites. Like not yes. even close. Yeah. Who, if you had a value pick with your own money, mine's cop for third, first. I'm saying you have to bet on a winner that isn't Ricky or Tommy. Oh, 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 that is not. Oh, Ma- Mason Cup. That's I not Ricky. He, I think he has. And also, he, C- dude, I mean, CJ that is a really good call. CJ's I mean, obviously hometown. Um, CJ's hometown. I, I would think CJ would be the heavy favorite to podium if it was like gambling odds because the hometown elevation, everything like that. So I'm trying to get someone out of that, like maybe immediate. Honestly, I mean, dude, to me, it's, to me, it's Dan or Dan Ashcroft or Robert Hughes, because they are both so strong, pretty, really fast. Um, I think Dan, if I remember correctly, I do think Dan is going to lose points on the back toss. Hughes is really good at bag toss ladders. Hmm. I don't know how he's going to do for height. Um, so that's, I mean, I, I mean, Mason cup, man. I mean, I just don't know. And I don't see it. He just doesn't post any training videos. Yeah. His, his the- last two Instagram posts were him standing in front so- of the banner at OSG. And then his, yeah, like yeah. his banner for clash. So the, the, uh, the kid that got me into training in college, the f- person that got me into weight lifting weights, like literally almost 10 years ago now, he trained at the same gym as Mason and said how yes. nice he was and like how big yeah. of a study is. And so yeah. I'm just, I have like a bias. Like I want to just see that. For kid. Sure. 
No, so, and I and I have a bias with Hughes and Dan because we've all done OSG together right. a couple times, and I and I've talked uh, to him. So, what was the stat? I, I like Hughes a lot. You, I liked Hughes because I never talked to him, and then we were like. I like the way he did the class qualifiers where he's like saran wrapping shit and just shutting people up. Like I kind of just like that. So he got a yeah. fan out of me. So he actually told me this stat and this is crazy, but um, out of these 14 guys, half have made the finals in OSG half yeah. Yeah. and three people are multiple finalists, you know, and we have two winners. Yep. That's pretty wild. So yeah, dude. like, I'll go to the like some people that submitted stuff. People said, uh, this guy said no specific order, Krauss, title bomb, Lavelle. This guy's got Jason on the podium, which would be, I think that would stun people, but I, you know, that'd be cool. I think, I, I mean, Jason's really good. I think he's, I think he's going to lose points on, he's going to lose too many points, I think, on some of these events. Yeah. Um, Lavelle and, and Ricky one and two. That's, I think that's the favorite Ricky, um, Ricky, Ricky and Tommy one and two. And then this one says Krause and Hughes for third. Yeah. Um, Lavelle, Ricky Hughes, Ashcroft, Krause, CJ and CJ, Tommy, Ricky, Tommy, Ricky, Dan, Tommy, 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 like a bunch of Tommies in a row. Like, so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of what people were sending in. Yeah. But uh I think it is, man, I think it's I think it's gonna be who has the the best week of travel and competing. I think the people that are gonna do well, everything's gonna go right for them because they not because they got lucky, but because they planned the logistics well. They planned on getting there in time, uh, accounting for any variables. They've planned their cutout correctly. Like, I think it's going to be – and how their training's gone. Like, we keep saying it, but this is a five-event show, heavy, two hours, you know, yep. in, a, in a place that only one guy lives. Like, there are a lot of logistics to handle on that if you want to do well. Um, I, I don't agree. think – and anyone that – I mean, I know it's cool to sort of, like, play casual – but uh, no one's going to podium at this by accident. You know what I mean? Like, right. you have you to know, have oh, I didn't expect day. this. Like, no one's going to podium at this show that didn't plan on it and didn't plan every detail. And if they said that they just like, oh, it just happened. And, you know, I, I just did it and it happened. Like, they're a liar. Yeah. Full on. So. Um, no, yeah. So just want to recap real quick. You know, it's uh, the Clash of the 80s um, is Saturday. August 20th. So from when you're listening to this, it's this Saturday. Um, we will post the link. Make sure you guys support it. Um, it's just going to help pro shows for weight class classes, um, you know, grow and and be bigger, better, big, bigger cash prizes. But Cody, I want to talk about you real quick before we hop out. Um, so you're, you're going to be the, you're Furman's color guy, I guess. Or the other way around? Is he the color guy? But you guys are going to be commentating well, class of the 91s women. Yeah, so I don't know what color guy means. <laughs> it's like uh it's it's like a announcing term. It's oh, like, okay, the two, okay. The two, like the color commentator and like the straight man or whatever. You oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Well, dude, I don't – man, it could go either way. Who knows with us? But, yeah, no, so – that's going to be cool, man. I was hyped to see that. 
Yeah. So I got approached. Um, I'm really good friends with Tyler Purdue, who is the director of operations at Clash. He is a strongman athlete, a strongman coach. He is a just heralded fitness corporate uh, professional. Um, he's like managed and and made and like saved a bunch of high level corporate gyms from solvent to profiting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I tattoo him and hang out with him and his partner all the time. And he approached me. He's like, "Hey, you know, Clash ninety one is in Baltimore." Um, we need sponsors and I wanted to approach you because someone brought up getting some tattoo shops involved because so many of the athletes are tattooed. And I asked like how much and what would need to be brought up. And he told me, and I thought it, it, it was all within my capability. So yeah, I put my name in the ring as one of the sponsors and then I was going over some details with Tyler a couple weeks ago and he brought up. Um, I told him I was going to be there and then, uh, he brought up me, he brought up me doing MC work because I, uh, MC'd a pound for pound challenge a couple months ago and did some commentary with Ed Cohn and Ray Williams. And he asked if I would MC and I told him that I wasn't comfortable doing MC work that day just cause, um, being the in-person live announcer is actually really tiring. Um, I said, but something else, I I said, I'd be down for something else though. And he brought up live commentary and I said, if everyone else is cool with it, then yeah, I'd be down. Yeah, that's cool. So we'll post a link for that show as well. We'll be, I'll be buying that, uh, class of 91s. That's the weekend after, right? Yeah. So it's August 27th 27th. in Baltimore. Yeah. So, um, and then you've been offering coaching a lot more, uh, recently last couple months it seems like it's really had like uh it's it's really kind of been a passion of yours um outside of your normal work um getting into like specific programs some in-person seminars stuff like that so you want to talk about that as well and just how people can get a hold of you and everything like that yeah man so basically um coaching and programming i've done a little bit for a very few select people the last two years or so i've got a friend my, my my really good friend will brothers Um, I've been programming for him for about two years now. Um, but, um, I've been wanting, I've been wanting to broaden that for a while now. And I was mostly just scared and didn't have like sort of that self-confidence to put it out there. Cause I didn't feel as though I didn't feel qualified. Um, and I was afraid people in the, in the sport might would have, have a bad judgment of it. Um, but um, we had the Arnold and the Arnold went really well for me. And I, I was very lucky that I got a lot of kind of good publicity out of that. And it just felt like the right time. So I, I basically just had like a full on launch of my coaching and I offer one-on-one remote coaching. Um, that client list is full at the moment because I, Um, I get so in depth with talking to my clients and their day-to-day lives and tailoring it to their lifestyle. Um, But the the big thing is I run a subscription-based strongman program and it's on Train Heroic, which is just an app. It's really easy to use. And for 25 bucks a month, you're going to get four workouts a week, all structured progressions um, that kind of build upon one another and they work in kind of six-week chunks. Um, and it's going awesome. And we like rotate a lot of exercises. It's not lined up necessarily with any one contest, but I definitely 
what I basically do is at the at right before the end of every sort of six and twelve week chunks is I basically take a look at all the major shows and see what implements are sort of commonly being used. And as long as it's nothing too redundant, I'll cycle those in. But uh, the big focus is is getting you better at strongman. So there's a there's a push pull upper day. There's a posterior lower body pulling day. Um, then there's like an auxiliary conditioning day where you're doing basically all the small muscle group stuff you need to keep healthy, uh, mixed in with core working and aerobic conditioning. And then just a, a really cool events day with some accessory work. And there's like a team chat where people can share videos and ask questions. That's I'm on it. Yeah. I'm on there pretty regularly. I'm usually, usually the first person to reply with people's questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but other people that have been in it now, since the beginning, we've got like, um, about five to 10 people that have been there literally since day one, May 15th. And they've been helping. Also, what I've been doing is, um, I know that like actual personalized coaching is not, uh, it's not cheap if it's from somebody that's qualified, you know, and, um, you know, we live in a monetary world. So I know that somebody spending like 150, 200, $250 a month is it's just not feasible all the time. Um, but if, if you want to sign up, there's a seven day free trial with every sign up. Um, if you have a contest coming up, it's really easy. I can, I help people just give them a very basic outline of like your contest is this day. So you've got 12 weeks at week six, make these alterations. Um, you know, and obviously that's, that's never going to be quite as in depth as like a one-on-one sort of thing. But I, I've got basically a, a template that I just send to people that can make adjustments, but they still can use the program for the periodizing. Um, and yeah, man, I just, I wanted to be able to offer, I think, a program that is accessible to as many people as possible, whether you're somebody that's just doing the show or to a year around your neighborhood, or if you've been to Nats or you're going to nationals and you just need some help. Um, I think it's, yeah, man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of little stuff in there that I don't, I don't see other people doing. I I actually have never looked at anyone else's program ever other than those couple of templates you'll find on Google. Uh, But we do a ton of conditioning um, specifically for strongman. Um, And then there's a lot of unilateral work and basic core work just because I think a lot of people can benefit from doing athletically minded strength training, but it's nothing crazy. You know, it's like single-sided pressing variations, single-sided squatting, single-sided hinging, just stuff to help you just get stronger and feel better for longer. Um, you know, a lot of the accessory work, I, I call it uh, the health pump, you know, so you're doing, you're doing a ton of like uh, shoulder work, that um, it feels good, but it's also, you know, we're working on your rear rear and front delts, you know, to, to be able to keep doing this stuff for a long time. Well, right on, man. Um, so make sure I'm sure Dante has your uh, Instagram handle on the screen here now if you're watching on YouTube. But make sure you guys hit Cody up if you're interested yeah. in it. Uh, he's a super nice guy. Um, it, he'll respond to you as well. So hit him up. That's really cool, man. And uh, And be sure 
guys everyone to buy class of the 80s this weekend and then yep. the following weekend the 91s you guys can listen to cody on there give us find a way to work in 580 barbell or horsepower on that live stream cody uh i mean you send me that shirt and i'll just wear it on the live stream <laughs> so. oh dude I'll, I'll have it to you in time seriously i'll just i'll put the pre-workout next to me oh there we go well, yeah. have, I'm sending out a package to you then to this week. There we go. Done. <laughs> but, uh, but no, man, seriously, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, and good luck to all the guys in our class competing. I'm, I've never been so excited to watch a stream, like way more excited uh, than I'm... watching World's Strongest Man because it's just so relatable to us. Yep. And it's guys that you've built somewhat personal relationships, especially you. You've been in this uh, quite a while and you've competed at the highest level with a lot of these guys. So you've built a relationship with them. So it's like if you were to turn on an MLB game and like the guy pitching is like your friend, that's yeah. what it's like for us. So it's, it's, yeah, really man. yeah. And I, and I mean that too. Like I actually, it, it feels good to me that like, I'm not my FOMO. It, it, it yeah. I mean, we talked about earlier, my FOMO is not the not competing, it's like, man, I just want to be there to help my friends out. Like, yeah, carry the bag, make sure they're eating. And yeah, man, I just I want everyone, regardless of placings, I want everyone to make weight, have a blast, and come out not hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just a reminder, if you guys are watching on YouTube or you uh are on YouTube at all, make sure you hit the subscribe button to our channel 580 Barbell. We're just like now at uh 250 subscribers we're trying to really grow that putting out a lot more strongman content podcast goes up there every week you can also go to 580barbell.com click on the pre-workout tab and we have uh, our pre-workout available horsepower right there to order so yeah until uh till next week everyone thank you so much cody thank you again for uh joining us man yeah thanks for having me on brother yes sir